Welcome to Rock Talks, a podcast designed to create community through conversation. It is episode five of Rock Talks. Thanks for joining us today for this episode. Yeah, welcome everybody. It's great to be back uh, for another episode. At this time, I think we've been putting out an episode once every three weeks or once a month. I can't, I don't even really know the I'm frequency. I'm not sure, man. <laughs> we go as the spirit leads. <laughs> awesome. It's good. It's good to be back. So the exciting thing coming up pretty soon is our annual Cannon Beach retreat. Um, that's happening May 8 to 10. And as always, that's Mother's Day weekend. So what a... I can't think of a better way to celebrate Mother's Day than at this retreat. I know. I think there have always been talk about maybe changing the date, but, you know, it just seems like, uh, I don't know, it's hard to change tra- tradition, and we still have a huge turnout, Yeah. even though it's Mother's Day. And um, it's going to be awesome. Our speaker this year, his name is Joseph Kidder. Um, he is a seminary professor. Actually, he was one of my seminary professors. Uh, He taught um, spiritual growth, he taught um, church growth and things like that. And some of you may remember him. He was a speaker at the Korean camp meeting a number of years ago. And it was that famous year where uh, we raised a bunch of money for the camp meeting. Oh, yeah. So he has an amazing testimony. He grew up in Iraq um, and through in spite of the threats against his life, he converted to Adventism. And so he is a great speaker. It's going to be a really, really awesome weekend with Dr. Kidder. He was the highlight of that camp meeting, I think. I mean, he came in. I remember he flew in late, and he got barely got there for the weekend and just was unbelievable I yeah. mean, in terms of just speaking. It was just so spirit-filled. And I remember that he came from uh, Jonah's hometown, yes, yes. right? Yes, he came from Nineveh. Nineveh. And uh, it was just, uh, yeah, all the stories were just his, his, I think it's his view, like, right, some, someone growing up in that area um, and their perspective on the Bible and the Bible stories, he adds something that we just never would be um, able to see. Yeah, he has, he has amazing insight. And so um, he's just a truly spirit-filled guy. And I think it's going to be a really, really good weekend. I want to encourage everyone to come out. Um, if you want to attend, please talk with Sue. Um, she kind of runs our registration and getting people into rooms and stuff like that. But it is a family event for everybody. Uh, it's going to be great. So I hope, hope that you can join us. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Um, today's sponsor of our podcast we'll hear from later is our adult Sabbath school division, right? I think so. Looking forward to that. Anything else, Pastor? Anything else coming up in our schedule? No, that's the that's the big stuff. As summer comes, you know, things get really busy. But for now, let's just have an awesome Cannon Beach. Today's episode, I'm really excited about, actually, because this has been requested uh, by a number of people um, who have been our faithful podcast uh, <laughs> uh, listeners, I guess. Uh, that's what you call. But uh, they have requested um, this person as a guest um, and so we're very, very happy to welcome Cheryl uh, to our fifth episode today. Yay. Cheryl, thank you so much for uh, spending your morning with us. Well, thank you for inviting me. All right. Um, well, you know, I, it, it is my understanding that you are probably, out of all the Rock members, you live the closest to the church. Yes, I live about a quarter mile 
from this church property and I used to walk my dog over to the park that borders the property and um, one day I decided to focus on the placard out in front and it said Korean Seventh-day Adventist Church and it said that there was an English service that was provided and I looked at it I had not really been attending church for about 10 years um, oh. I was doing my own private study and uh, I was involved with a messianic group but it wasn't a church it was just an outreach uh, group that uh, we taught the Jewish foundation of the Christian church and and the feasts and festivals and and uh, so I mean it was a great experience and I feel that God led me to that group because um, all of that background of Jewish culture really helped me study the Bible. But I really was hungry for God's word. And I had done, like I said, my own study. But I really felt a need to be um, in another Bible study group so that I could um, hear the opinions of other people that were also students of Scripture. And so as I went by and saw that, I had to laugh a little bit because I thought, okay, God, evidently you want me to get back into a church community, and um, so you've planted a church in my backyard, and how funny is it that it's a Korean church? <laughs> because I know nothing about Korean culture. <laughs> That's awesome. <Wow. laughs> anyway, so I, I had determined at that point that somewhere along the line I was going to come visit the church, and um, I had had some difficult times in my life. I'd lost my friend of 38 years. Um, in 2011 and 2012, I lost my mother. 2013, my little dog that I loved <laughs> was 14 years old, and, and that was the end of her life was in January of 2013. And, you know, it was kind of after that point that I thought, okay, I need to go visit the church. And I don't know if it was the first time I visited or the second time, but I got to church and I was told, oh, I know that it says 11 o'clock that the English service starts, but that's actually that's Sabbath school for the English service and uh, church starts about noon. And I said, well, that's fine. I, you know, Sabbath school, I'd love to go to that. So um, at least one of them that I attended, the, uh, they were studying Corinthians and the subject matter was submission. <laughs> and it had to do with uh, wives submitting to their husbands. And, oh man. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, Ed was leaving, leading that Bible study. And, you know, Ed tries to be politically correct and not offend anyone. And he started out by saying, I don't know, but and then, <laughs> then he went down a trail that led him into a pretty deep hole. And finally, one of the other members said, um, said Dan said, dude, you should have stopped it. I don't know. <laughs> and even though I wasn't outwardly laughing, I, my, I was absolutely, totally amused by that and thought to myself, this is a church I need to be in. Uh -huh. um, these people don't take themselves too seriously. They can call themselves out if they think they're not um, saying what they should be saying. And, um, you know, everybody still loves each other. There aren't, you know, they, they don't say things in anger. They just, 
um, have, seem to enjoy being around each other and um, enjoy studying scripture together. So I thought, yeah, this is where I need to be. Wow, that's awesome. That's a great story. Yeah, um, that's so true. That's uh, how we are. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, nobody knows what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan's always there to call us out. That's true. That is that is true. Um, well, that's great. Um, you know, so now you've been attending for, let's see, what, six, seven maybe seven years? years, something like that? Something like that. Wow. I, I th- yeah, I think I probably started, I may have come in you know, some of those initial ones in 2012, but, you know, I was dealing with, you know, people that were on the decline of health and so um there were times when i couldn't come that was kind of sporadic but i think i started coming pretty regularly about 2013. you know um through all the years of you maybe attending other churches and being a part of other groups and um what 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 do you think it is about about rock fellowship that is unique or maybe keeps you coming back well, there's a certain energy here <laughs> that some churches don't have. The other thing is I think many churches have people who just attend but aren't involved in church. And this church seems to be different that way. It seems like all the members are um, are very much involved and very much want the church to succeed and um, want to be part of, of um helping their children learn who uh, Jesus is and have a relationship with him. Uh, I, I just see a commitment that I haven't seen in other churches. Hmm. You know, um, maybe you can spend a little bit of time. I think, you know, we all are who we are because of our background and our upbringing and things like this, but um, maybe you can spend a little bit of time going over a short biography of your life, of kind of like your childhood and growing up and what that was like and you know what I, I guess your exposure to Christianity um, things like that um, I was brought up in Bridalville Oregon which is pretty close to Multnomah Falls mm. out in the Columbia River Gorge yeah. uh, one of the most beautiful places in the world um, my brothers and I spent our summers out on the sand dunes in the Columbia River um, just playing and having a great time and and in the spring, we'd be hiking up in the mountains around Bridalville, and uh, I, I, it was—it really was a wonderful time. My dad worked at Bridalville Lumber and Box Company, which, of course, is no longer. Um, but and every day, I went um, up the Old River Highway, uh, Old Columbia River Highway, to uh, Corbett Grade School. That's where I went to school. Um, my mother was a Seventh-day Adventist. My father was not, but he was very supportive of us. Um, I, so I went to church with my mother on Saturday, and then there was a little Sunday church in the community. Um, it, different groups, sometimes it was Methodist, sometimes it was Baptist, sometimes it was Episcopalian, but we had a, a little community building that we had church at. And so frequently I'd go to church on Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, it was a great time. And um, then after, after when the mill closed down in 1958, we moved to Corbett just so I could finish grade school there. And I have two older brothers, and then I have a brother who's 11 years younger than me. Um, 
And so we all went to grade school at Corbett, but then my parents, who with great sacrifice, sent all of us to Adventist schools wow. for high school. Um, my, my, um, and I, anyway, we went to Laurelwood Academy. My mm -hmm. oldest brother went all four years there. My, my brother that's two years older than me went two years at Laurelwood, and I just went one year there because then at that time we moved on into Portland, and then I started going to Portland Adventist Academy. Wow. I mean, so your parents or, or especially your mother was just a real strong believer in, in Absolutely. Adventist I, education. Or I don't education. remember any time that I didn't know who God was. I can't remember back far enough to, I always knew God was there. I always knew he answered prayer. And um, like I, I told you I had a dog. I've always had a dog. And um, when I was really young, like maybe three or four, I had a Pekingese. Mm -hmm. And she, at that time, dogs weren't immunized. And uh, she got distemper, which was pretty deadly for dogs, particularly little dogs. And we had to take her into Gresham to the vet because she was so sick. You know, they have vomiting and diarrhea. And, and they're so little and they get dehydrated so quickly. And the vet told my mother that he didn't know if she was gonna make it, but to call him the next day, and because if she made it through the night, she had a chance. So <laughs> I, I prayed and my mom the next day was afraid to call the vet because she was afraid the dog hadn't survived. And I said, no mom, I prayed and I know that Jesus has healed my mm. dog. And um, anyway, she was still, she thought, oh my goodness, what's gonna happen here? If I call and the dog's dead, what's that gonna do to Cheryl's faith? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it was true, she called and the dog had survived. Wow. So, you know, I mean, to me, and I knew that was an answer to my prayer. I knew God had done that. So, so that kind of faith has always been with me, which is interesting, my middle name is Faye, which is a derivative of faith mm -hmm. <laughs> so I thought you know I mean there I think um, there are a lot of things that aren't coincidence I believe that God is active and that he does listen to our prayers and I'm not saying that every prayer would always be um, fulfilled in the way that we ask for it but certainly God honored my prayer as a little child just yeah. knowing that he was there and he had the ability to yeah. answer prayer wow did that did that spiritual kind of that foundation, that base stay with you and kind of stay strong like that all through high school and college? Or, or I always had that faith, but I can't say that I didn't step away. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, as I, I, um, I think my faith was stronger when I was really young. I think there were a lot of influences as I grew up that made me have a more superficial relationship with God and there were times when I felt like I really compromised um, to please other people and so when when great disappointment happened in my adult life and um, I had gotten married there was some infidelity there and I got divorced that was a real blow to me and and it woke me up I mean I would the experiences that I've gone through I, I, God blessed me by teaching me things. And um, I, I realized that I had compromised my relationship with God to please a human and that that should never happen again. So 
so you know there are life lessons that are invaluable i mean i guess that thing that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was true that that really made my relationship with god stronger i went back to church i felt that uh, i was going at the time to uh, milwaukee adventist church which grew from less than 200 members to 1400 members in a very short period of wow. time and we had to sell our church, and uh, we met at New Hope Church for a while. But, um, and that was another lesson. I mean, it was, I, I sat on the front row <laughs> when I started going to that church, and I felt that every sermon was specifically for me, which I know wasn't true. But um, the thing is, it was very beautiful, but then, of course, with all great things, the devil got involved with that, and that whole um, church was really destroyed, broke, I mean, broke apart. And uh, anyway, we, we had a building we were building out in Milwaukee and that ended up being sold. And anyway, I won't go through the whole history, but um, so what happened after that is that church as usual was no longer acceptable to me. And um, I had gone to a church where I felt like um, entertainment was a, biggest part of the church I mean yes glorious choir wonderful orchestra um, good programs but that wasn't what I wanted I wanted to hear more about God and uh, I could have listened when when I was going to the other church we brought in a, an evangelist who came from Atlanta and the truth is he had his father had been um, the let's see he was in charge of the Columbia um, Union. I mean, at Columbia South South America, he was the president of that, and so he was brought up really as a preacher's kid. But he had he had turned totally wrong. And anyway, his his when he came and spoke to us, and you know, I mean. I know that God works in miraculous ways, and sometimes even the words that you think you hear maybe aren't coming from the pastor. Maybe they're coming through the pastor to your ears, but they're from God. So I felt like everything I heard, it was like I'd heard the gospel for the first time in my life. Wow. And um, the even though I'd open my Bible and I think, no, I've read those words. You know, I have it all highlighted and I have notes on it, but it was like I'd heard the gospel for the first time. And after that, I was just hungry to hear more. Um, Anyway, so, I mean, that to me was a huge change in my life, and that was in the 80s. Um, And then after that, I wanted, I, I had listen to something on TBN or something. And there was a man who said, you know, he could put his finger anywhere in the scripture and find Jesus in that. And I thought, wow, you know, I mean, it had to do with his Hebrew background and culture and everything. And I thought, you know, I really need to understand the Jewish culture. And so I started looking for a messianic group because I didn't one of, I went to a Bible study and one of my friends said oh my kids are are involved in a messianic group down in in Eugene and I said messianic what does that mean and she said well that those are Jews that believe in Jesus and I thought who knew I, I didn't mm-hmm. know that Jews would ever believed in Jesus and she said oh yeah and so I found a group in Portland and started going and I was involved in a messianic group probably for 25 or more years 
Um, and that information was invaluable to my Bible study today, just to understand that culture. Yeah, I mean, I can... I mean, so much of that, we just it just goes right over our heads. We don't even realize the culture yeah. and the history behind yeah. it and the meaning behind a lot yeah. of those. Studying the Bible, I mean, it just comes alive when you understand where where it's coming from. So Wow. Um, so like you said before, there was a period of time for about 10 years that you stopped going to church. Oh, was, yeah. was Was that out of kind of what you said earlier about you got tired of just programs and the glitz and glamour or something? I, yeah, I just wanted to study God's word. And um, so I, you know, I, I, I just studied. I mean, I just read the Bible. And I, at that time, I wasn't reading commentary with it. And there were lots of things I didn't understand. So then about probably maybe 2010, 2011, I got a book of a set of Bible commentaries and then I started reading commentary with the Bible and I mean that opened my eyes. I mean that was I love reading commentary. Mm-hmm. I I could I mean that is my greatest joy is reading Bible commentary and I don't you know, I used to read a lot of fiction. I don't read any fiction anymore. I think that's a waste of my time. I realize I'm an old person. I only have so many minutes left in my life, and I'm not going to waste them on things that don't have some eternal benefit. So, um, you know, I try to, like, when I drive in my car, I always have Christian music on that that touches my heart, and um, it's not very contemporary, but <laughs> it still <laughs> really touches uh, touches me. And um, m- most of my hours I spend, um, you know, reading, I, I realize I have to move. So when, when I retired in 2012, I had two goals. One was um, that I had to get involved in some regular exercise program because mm-hmm. I knew I didn't want to just become a couch potato. And um, I knew that if I, if I, got a membership at a gym, I would never go. I would always have an excuse. Mm -hmm. So I have a trainer, and so I have appointments, and I always, I I do fulfill my appointments. (laughs) So so I do, I lift weights, and um, I do balance training, and I do a little bit of cardio, and uh, I do that regularly. And I've become a great friend of my trainer, and she's also, also comes to my Bible study. That's awesome, Um, that is, that's wonderful. And my uh, my other really important thing was to get to know this God that I thought I wanted to spend eternity with. I wanted to know who he was and get into closer relationship to him. So that was my most important goal. But that's what I'm doing now. Wow. What, you know, you know, w- with that getting to know God. I mean, that's something that I, you know, I I mean, obviously we all desire that and I desire that for my children and for our youth group and things. What what advice would you give to a parent like myself or or the youth or the youth leader? How do we do that? How do we get to know God over over all these years? I mean, do you have any advice? Um, I think the only way you get to know God is by stand, spending time in Scripture and in prayer. Yeah. And my my brother that's two years older than me, we had a discussion a long time ago, and and. He, and he was talking, and he said, you know, I don't think we understand the power of prayer. And he said, I think if we did, we'd never get off our knees. Wow. 
So, and, and I think he's right. I mean, prayer is really a powerful tool that we haven't dipped into. I remember, um, I think one, I don't know when it was, maybe a year back, during our intercessory prayer time, you stood up and you you said that every Friday night you pray for every one of our members yes. by name. So and I was like shocked. I was like so moving when you said that. So what I, what I, I was, I used to get, um, I, I only have analog TV. I don't have cable TV. But it used to be that the Better Life Broadcasting from Roseburg had some 3ABN stuff on it. And I was listening to an interview of one of the Mischief sisters. I don't know if I'm saying their name right. But she was saying that her father was a preacher and that, um, you know, he, she, you know, talked about what a wonderful dad he was and what a wonderful preacher he was. And she said someone had asked him one time, you know, how, I mean, his church was growing when some of the others were not. And she asked him, this this person asked her father, how how is it that your church is growing? You know, what is the difference? What are you doing? And he said that he prayed for every single member regularly. I, I think, I don't know if it was once a week or when, but I thought, oh, I could do that. And so that's when I, I asked for the pastor to give me a list of the members. And, um, and I started then. I thought, I can do this prayer. I know prayer is valuable. I know it's important. So, uh, and so then I started praying for, you know, every single person. And I, t- I thought, I'm not just going to say, okay, here's the list. Okay, God, do this. I thought, no, I'm going to read every single name and I'm going to present those people to God. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I know is extremely important is, cl- is claiming the fact that those children and hopefully those parents were all at one time dedicated to God. And so um, the devil has no right to them, no right. So, so that's, you know, I also pray to uh, protect them, the children and the adults from any of the plans of the devil. Wow. That is just moving. I just, I don't even know how to react to that. I mean, I just, I I don't think I've ever met someone in the church that was so dedicated to prayer to pray for every child, every member, right, in the church. That's, I know as a parent, um, I can't even, I mean, I can't even express how thankful I am to you for, for that. Well, you know, I've seen, I really see the kids in our church, um, I, I mean, much more than me. I mean, they're really turning to God and hungering for Him, and and I see how they love to worship Him, and um, you know I think how wonderful that is. And I mean, I think in the times that we're living in, it seems like I had time to be foolish and still come back to God. In the times that we're living in, that seems so short, it seems like. These children don't have time to be foolish. They have to to make a decision and turn to God now. You know, there there isn't. They don't have 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, just feeling the way things are going in the world. So I I'm so excited to see to watch them 
and you know you can you can just see it in in the way they respond even you know when they're worshiping to you know how much they want more of god you know and i i want to thank you so much for that you know just to have um people praying for our members and i guess i I do want you to know shell that it is really making a difference um you know we're seeing changes in our church and we're seeing changes in our youth um at our recent leadership day we talked about like what god has been doing in our youth group um and how they've been seeking god and they like want to read the bible and they want to know more like it's it's amazing um and so you know overall we feel this sense of kind of this longing for depth in our church and um i believe definitely a part of that it came from those prayers that you've been praying for us it's like it's amazing um one question i did want to ask you is you know a lot of people who think man i would really love to get to know god and i want to start reading the bible sometimes they don't because they don't know how to start um if someone were to come to you and say cheryl where where do I begin? You know, like where in the Bible should I begin? What what commentary? What book should I start with? Like what would, how what would you recommend? Well, I even went to you and asked you for commentaries at one time because I didn't know, it. and it was great commentary that I got. But um, I think you first have to have to start praying and asking for the Holy Spirit because God says the Holy Spirit will teach you all things, and um, you know, human commentary goes about so far, but you you know i study commentaries that aren't all by adventist commentators so you have god god gives you discernment and wisdom as you study these things but um for me you know i i don't disconnect the old testament from the new testament most christians today are new testament christians in my bible study um one of my neighbors who Um, has come faithfully from the very beginning we've been studying the Torah the five books of Moses and um, I thought I'd lose them at Leviticus (laughs) but but, um, they I mean they just want to continue even talking about where we're going to go we're almost at the end of Deuteronomy and you know I was going to give them an opportunity to go anywhere in scripture they want to go because there are no wrong answers if you're studying God's word so uh, but the most the majority there just want to continue um, going through the Old Testament my my neighbor said that she never believed that studying the Old Testament would be such a blessing to her because she's always been a New Testament Christian she's I think evangelical in background and uh, she's just totally amazed and loves it and and is so faithful to coming to that Bible study. So right. I think, you know, you, you pray to God and then you see where he'll lead you because that's, that's really how I feel um, my life has been is that when I've turned things over to God, he's led me into experiences that have made my life so much richer. And um, I have to say, I don't know if it's because I'm older, and I realize my mortality, and uh, but I have so much peace in my life right now. Um, I had an experience in 2018 where I was pretty sure I was going to die. Um, it, you guys had all left for a Korean camp meeting, and um, I Sabbath I'd had this one episode which was alarming, where one whole hemisphere of my body went numb 
and I couldn't feel anything from the top of my head to the tip of my toes. And, but I could still move my fingers, and I was checking to see if my smile was straight and if I could raise my eyebrows, you know, being a, you know, a little knowledge is a dangerous thing, and coming from, you know, a background as a nurse, I, I was trying to see what was going on. But, um, and I had this episode where I was just singing at church, and I was standing up, and that, that whole electricity went through my body, and I had numbness, and it, it you know, it would last for maybe 10 minutes and then go away. And that night, I was having one episode after another, and I thought, I'm going to have a big neuro event and have a stroke or something. And I said, you know, God, I'm ready. Take me now. I'm, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm on your timetable. If this is my time, I'm good with it. And uh, then I said, you know, I'm not going to be like Hezekiah and ask for extra time because that, those extra years he had were miserable. You know, I'm going to, you make the decision. And then a thought popped into my mind, which I know wasn't mine. I know it came from God. And that was where, I, where he told me to say, you know, if this is your plan, I'm good with it. If this is just the devil messing with me, he has no right. I'm a child of God. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he can't touch me unless you say he can touch me. And immediately that went away. I thought, okay, I can't be too stupid. I'm going to have to make an appointment, see the doctor, which I did. I ended up having a CT angiogram. My carotids, my head were all totally clear. There was nothing there. I have never had another symptom, and that was two years ago. So um, anyway, I just, you know, I'm, I'm in God's plan for my life, and I don't care. I have total peace with whatever happens. Um, I just think, you know, whatever happens, he's going to be with me, and that's all I need. That's the only hope I need. Wow. That amazing. Is, that is amazing. Thank you. I mean, I think you've kind of answered, uh, you know, one of these, this last question was kind of where God is taking you these days, your recent spiritual journey. I don't know if you have anything else to add, but it sounds like you just kind of really summed it up. Yes. Yeah, no, that is beautiful. Well, um, you know, we're going to, before we go into our rapid fire sec- session, we're going to uh, hear from the sponsor of today's podcast. And um, we'll be right back. Hi, my name is Ernest Kim, and I'm the Adult Sabbath School Coordinator. And I want to invite you uh, to Adult Sabbath School. The Sabbath School is a unique time in which we go deep into the Word and understand how God has spoken in the past so that we can understand how God speaks to us in the present. We meet at 11 a.m. every Sabbath, and I hope that you would come and be blessed. You know, Sabbath school is always a, uh, it's a great part of church, I think. It's, you know, traditional, but yet there's so much meaning to it. I haven't been able to attend the adult Sabbath school, to be honest, just because been uh, involved with the youth but uh, I do hear great things um, coming from that uh, from that room so really appreciative of I I think Cheryl you're heavily involved in that yeah I I feel like it's probably one of the best Sabbath schools that I've seen you know it's not it's not the typical where one leader asks a question and then everyone's silent and then someone feels bad for the leader so they start talking. It's engaging. People are learning, challenging, um, but also like all in the spirit of love. And so if you've ever thought about 
I should check out the Sabbath school or if it's before worship and you're just hanging out, like I really want to encourage you and invite you to join the class. It's at the very end of the hallway right next to the sanctuary in the small chapel. Um, and that starts about 11 a.m., 10.45, 11 a.m. And uh, I think it's going to be a really rich experience for you. Awesome. So, uh, Cheryl, have you, um, this, are you ready for the rapid fire Yes. section? Right? Okay. I'm ready. So, um, obviously, you have the freedom to answer. However extended you, you'd like to answer, it could be one or two words, or it could, you know, you can expound on things. But uh, let's get started. Uh, first question, what is your favorite thing to do in your free time? Well, in the summertime, I go camping. And um, I have a Volkswagen camper van. I like tent camping, but I go a lot of times by myself, so it's nice to be able to get inside. So I take my dog, and um, I mean, there's nothing more beautiful than sitting around a campfire reading commentary. Mm. <laughs> that's what I love. Yeah, that's right. All right. So let me ask you, the Volkswagen camper van, which one do you have? That thing is awesome. What do I you have, have? I have the last one they made in, in the United States. It's um, The Eurovan? It's a Eurovan uh, 2003, and I have 16,000 miles on it. Oh. And, and Shara has told me, which is really cool, her car has appreciated in value, you know, which is like no car does that. Oh, uh, you're making me break one of the commandments right now. You realize <laughs> you're that, right? right now. I am, I am, There's I'm, a major coveting going I on am right deeply now. coveting that. I, you know, I asked my wife when we first got married, I said, let's buy this camper van. She goes, why? And I said, oh, you don't even realize this is the perfect car. We'll like we had no kids, obviously, but uh, I just thought that that would be a little did I know that you couldn't buy it any longer. Yeah. Right. It yeah. uh, after after that uh, that year they I don't think they I think they stopped selling them. Maybe the if you yeah. uh, make sure an amazing offer, maybe she probably. All right, know. We'll, <laughs> probably we'll, not. we'll talk after. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, what's your favorite comfort food? Well, okay. First of all, I have to say, as you get old, you know, when you were young, things were given to you. You get old, things are taken away. And uh, one of the things that happens when you're older is because of medical issues, et cetera, things are uh, like you have food restrictions. And so, but I'd say my dream, the one food that I don't have often, but I do look forward to is roast beef, mashed potatoes, and gravy. Ooh, Mm -hmm. nice. I was not expecting that. (laughs) Usually people say like, I don't know, what what are some of the, uh, uh, like they say, Nad Young said stew. I can't remember. Did did your wife have a comfort food? Oh, tteokbokki. That's a Korean kind of rice cake dish. Um, All right, um, excellent. So I know that you are a like master gardener. Um, Would you rather weed or prune? Well, those happen at different times of the year. So I don't have very many weeds in my yard, but um, because I usually try to take care of weeds early in the spring where they're easy to pull. And then um, pruning happens in the winter. And so those are just tasks that happen. I don't, I feel pretty neutral about both of them. They're just things that I have to do. But what I really love is growing things. Um, I. I just started my seeds for my tomato plants. So I have uh, 36 seeds planted for, I think, 12 or 13 varieties of tomatoes. And, and um, I like to propagate things, you know, cut off a, a branch of my fig tree. And I think I have uh, 
seven that have sprouted leaves now, so they'll have to be given away because I don't have any need for I have four fig trees right now, so I don't need any more. But um, I just love digging in the dirt and growing things. That's so. cool. I know, I, I know my family as well as many other families in the church have benefited from your tomato plants. Uh, fed my family for, for the past year. Um, all the different varieties of tomatoes too. That was like, that was awesome. Um, so what, uh, what's the best book that you read or maybe you recommend in the past year? <laughs> I, I'm, I, this is pretty, pretty uh, boring, but <laughs> uh, I, you know, I just, I read the Bible. That's, that would be my favorite book and uh, commentaries to it just to expand on my understanding. Oh man, that's awesome. Um, when you walk up into the potluck line, what puts a smile on your face when you see this on the table? Probably the things that I'm not allowed to eat. <laughs> 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 you know, like anything with uh, with cheese and and uh, you know gooey gravies and uh, you know that type nice. of thing. I love those too. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about you? Are you um, are you a cook do you like to cook uh, at home I I love to cook uh-huh. I, I probably my favorite thing which of course I can't eat often but um, I make challah bread I like making homemade bread I mean I is there anything more wonderful than mm. than warm homemade bread with a pat of butter on it mm, <laughs> making me hungry Cheryl oh man that that sounds really good we'll be over uh, after this uh, podcast <laughs> So are you a night owl or a morning person? No, I'm a night owl. Oh. I, I stay up very late at night. I, there's something wonderful about no noise in the house, no noise. I mean, of course, I live in the city, so there's probably some street noise. But the community is totally, everybody's asleep. And, um, you know, just me and the dog sitting in the house and, and studying. It's, I mean, I, you can focus so much better. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't, I still probably, you know, I'll stay up till one or two studying. And then uh, what's wonderful about being retired is that I don't no longer have to get up at 525 every morning. <laughs> right. And so I just sleep until I wake up, which is usually about eight or 830. It's um, a great life. I think that's yeah. the life my son Ryan wants right now. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to go to school. <laughs> um, so what's uh, what do you what would you say your favorite color is? I'm I'm kind of in the like I like olive and browns. Mm. Okay, gardening. Yeah, probably. olive, <laughs> olive brown, and then followed by green. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> All right, uh, sweet or savory? You know, I'd probably have to say sweet because. That's a forbidden food. <laughs> mm. Okay. Um, what is uh, what is one thing people don't know about you that maybe they'd be surprised at hearing? You know, I had to think about this because I thought, what if we ever play uh, truth or lie? Mm. And I have to give three things. If I uh, if I tell you what this is, then I'm not going to be able to use that one. But um, I, there was a time in my life when I did belly dancing, and I did belly dancing. Whoa! <laughs> did belly dancing at parties and, and really you know, different events, and so yeah. this was like literally an occupation for you. No, no, no. I no. 
<laughs> I'm an RN, but no, no, this was just sort of a hobby and a weekend thing. Oh, man. That is awesome. Long that ago is... and far away. You know, I Whoa. mean, I weighed 100 pounds at the time. It was the 70s. I had long, straight blonde hair and Anyway, that's what I, I, I did. I don't think I've ever been as surprised at an answer as I am right now. That is so cool. <laughs> that That is awesome. Maybe you'll have to teach a class here. No. <laughs> no I do. Ken and I will I, be the first students. <laughs> this, this part of my life, I would teach worship dance. Okay. But yeah, right. it, it's a different world for me. That's awesome. All right. Well, uh, we usually end with uh, this question. And uh, this, this question is really to help stimulate more conversation in people uh, that come up to you at church and, you know, and it helps them in terms of just kind of connecting and, and asking a question. So the, it, it basically is, um, the next time someone sees you, what should they ask you about? Um, so, for instance, you know, you can say, ask me about... You know, like Victor said, why am I a Spanish interpreter? Or mm-hmm. ask me how I got the scar on my face. Or, or how did I get into belly dancing? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So do you have one or two questions that maybe people can come and ask you? Well, the first thing I want people to come and tell me what things they would like me specifically to pray about. And uh, then if you want to ask me, ask me if there are any scriptures or or anything I've read recently that were pearls maybe from God that they'd like me to share with them. Oh, so beautiful. That is, that is great. Well, Cheryl, thank you so much for your time today. Um, I know I was so blessed by yeah, this no, totally. 45 minutes that we were able to spend together. And, um, you know, I think we could have gone on for hours. Yep. Um, so maybe uh, we'll do part two some one of these days, <laughs> but, um, Thank you so much for your time, and thank you for praying for us. You're very welcome. I mean, it's, it's a, a blessing to me, and it's interesting on Friday nights because I, cause I, this is my, you know, I feel that the Sabbath is holiness in time, and so Friday night is, is always my time for prayer, and my list has gotten longer and longer, so it takes a lot of, it's quite a few hours in prayer. But I have to tell you that when I'm praying, time just floats by. I don't, I, I mean, it's just amazing. I'm totally unaware of it. And, um, it, you know, I do take some breaks sometimes just, um, but it, it's a beautiful time and it's a blessing for me to be able to pray for everyone. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, to all of you, thank you for spending this time with us uh, today, uh, listening to the podcast, and we will see you for episode six. Take care.